Last time, a group appears in a room surrounded by thirty armed soldiers. They meet Ian, the commander of the soldiers. They call themselves the Musketeers. Galaxy, Mimi, and Dave learned that the Musketeers are a newly formed group with the goal of protecting the planet from a powerful, evil creatures. They also learn that they've been transported thousands of miles away from Westman and from their friend Jet. The group learns that they are in some ruins in the mountain of Dwarf Red Forge Kingdom. After the gang saves Ian and the soldiers from a monster, Ian invites them back to Olympus, the Musketeers' home base. To try and figure out how the three adventurers might be able to get them back to their friend and deal with the black dragon. Do you know why paladins like chainmail? It's because it's holy armor. Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. Welcome, everybody, to Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. Daughters! We got our special guest with us today, <laughs> Joey Tarkelson. Thank you for joining us. I am extremely excited to be here. All right, so Joey... That is a noob. Joey, how long have we known each other for now? It's been a while. It's definitely you know been what? over 10 years. You know, No, dude, way longer than that. Uh, I was actually, because I'm writing my life story. Okay. I'm doing this for this my own good on journaling. I'm trying to go back to high school. We knew each other first year of Anoka Ramsey. My first year of Anoka Ramsey. Oh, that's right. That's so right. that was, I was 19. They were in 1998. No, 2000. 90, 2000? Okay. So 17 years, baby. Okay. It's, so, we've, so it's been a while. It has been a it's while. It's been a while. So but in all that time, you have never, ever played Dungeons & Dragons. Never. You've never played a paper, pencil, tabletop RPG. No. Which stands for role-playing game. No. Just to be clear. Now, I know RPG. <laughs> I know RPG. Well, because I, I was a big RPG. Actually, that's one of my favorite video games. Right. right. I love RPGs. Love them. So, a little bit of a history lesson. All of those video games got their inspiration from Gary Gygax, the guy that invented the original Dungeons & Dragons. He invented the role-playing game, which all of these video games take their inspiration from. Well, see, that, that's why I'm amazed because I grew up doing it with my brothers. And mm. so, like, I'm amazed... Not we never got we never did this right and well it's it's hard it's especially if you if you kind of have to have someone to uh, shepherd you through it because it's I, I would see it being very difficult to just get a group of, of guys or gals together and just try and sit down and play this for the first time with no one ever having played it before so that's why I think it's funny you're inviting me to just to jump in the middle. <laughs> like, I literally think this is so comical. When, I just, and and I, I wanted this because when else am I going to have the opportunity to bring someone in to play Dungeons & Dragons with this that has never played it before or ever played this type of game before? Could I, can I, can I like, can I do one or two things, like either screw it up or could I also do like an epic move that saves everybody? Yes. So yes. we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, okay so. All right, all right, You're yeah. such a noob. <laughs> yeah, but he is a noob. I was noob. just. Noob. Noob. Wait, you guys are like, I feel like you guys, you gals are, are like five. You're only five chapters in to non-noobs. <laughs> so like, we're not, I mean, I'm just being called. You guys are like just kind of still noobs. Yeah. Before we really get started, can I can I finally ask my question? Sure. Yeah. No. Go for How it. How in the heck did this? I don't understand this. 
Okay. And I'm sure people who are listening that are Dungeons and Dragons, you know, that know about this, right. they're gonna like when we when we were talking about the dice. Yeah, they're gonna be doing a lot of face palming after they hear this. Oh, hundred percent. Right? <laughs> like, uh, no, but uh, so uh, this story. Yeah. How did who created this? I created the story. You did. Okay. Yep. Okay. So the basic premise of Dungeons and Dragons is that it's a collaborative storytelling. Okay. I describe a scene. Then you get to react to that. You tell me what it is that you want to do in that scene. Okay. And, and that you want there. Because I want a giant turkey. I'm Violet <laughs> Borga. What? Out of nowhere. A giant, giant turkey? <laughs> okay, seriously, the giant turkey did totally come out of nowhere. But if there's giant turkeys, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> For dinner. <laughs> that's true. Then we wouldn't have to worry about food. Enough. So that's the basic premise. You tell me. You tell me what it is. So I describe the scene. You tell me what it is that you want to do, and then I tell you what happens when you do it. And so that's where the dice come in. Okay. So that introduces the the random element. The okay. higher the number, the the better the outcome. So you. So sometimes you could jump off of a cliff, and land on your feet and keep running, no problem. Yay! Or you could land on your face and die. Depending on how, how badly you roll. Oh, and yay. so so the character sheet that you have in front of you, the thing that's overwhelming with the amount of writing and numbers and other things that are on there. I totally get it yeah, already. Right. Yeah. I mean I get everything. It's so intuitive, right? I don't it's, get it. It just makes sense. Yeah, it just totally makes sense. So these are just numbers and stats and other rules <laughs> to help guide us through these different types of situations and mechanics. Okay. So there's certain things that there are very structured mechanics around. So like combat, when you're fighting other people or creatures, there's the, the mechanics are very, very strict in that there's rules that determine who goes first, what you can do in combat, and what you can't do in combat. You can run away, you can make yourself invisible, depending on the skills that you have, and each character has their own special abilities. So normally, when you'd be playing this game, you would have sat down with the player's handbook, and you personally would have gone through, okay, I want to make a kick-butt warrior, and I want him... And you want to you, you want to make an emoji poop, right? So you'd you'd go through you'd go through the player's handbook. You'd find uh, you'd find poop as a race, Yay! and you'd find emoji as the character class that that you wanted to create. And there's there's certain attributes that each of those races and classes have that okay. that you would write on your character sheet, and they help you do certain things. Oh, and I can turn into a bear. That's true. Okay, yeah. So so, so the, you guys did this. So Birdie is a wizard. Yes. So Can she's. Can I teach myself to a turn turn up? To a turn up? M- maybe eventually. I'm sure there's a spell to do it. You just don't know the spell yet. Why a turnip? That's so random. Like I would think that it would be like a banana or an apple, and just out right. of nowhere it's but a turn turn up. So okay, so Sam plays Mimi, mm-hmm. and she is a druid. So she does. So she's very in touch with nature and animals and stuff, and she can cast. And I can spells. turn into a bear. But one of her big things is that I can she turn can, into a bear. She can turn into animals. I can turn into a bear. And she can turn into a bear, and she attacks in bear form. So yes, at the very beginning, yes. we did sit down. They sat down and created their characters. They are they're elves. They created. Um, they decided that they wanted to be a wizard. They wanted to be a druid. They started picking out the different attributes and things that they wanted their their character to be. And that's what we did for Dave. Is okay. that we sat down. Yay. So in um, yeah, in episode zero, <laughs> yeah. we a talked little, a little bit about. Well, Dave is a little drunk. He's sort of smart, sort of really dumb. 
So they wanted to make him smart and dumb. Interesting. And they wanted wanted him to be an alcoholic, apparently. I feel like I fit this role perfectly already. I mean, this is like perfect. Are you sure you don't want to just rename him Joey? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. So, so Dave, the character that you're playing. He's, no. he's a he's a halfling. So picture like the hobbits from the Lord of the Rings. You're familiar with Lord of the Rings, oh, right? Oh yes. Okay. All right. So that's going to be a good reference point that I can go back to. Yeah. So for yeah for Dungeons and Dragons, they they took a lot of inspiration from Lord of the Rings because that was that's that's the the OG. Of I was fantasy. just going to say OG for sure. Yeah. Um. So so we've got elves, which you'd be familiar with, and in Dungeons and Dragons, there's a bunch of other species as well. So you've got like humans, you've got orcs, you've got halflings, you've got gnomes, you've got dwarves. Um, and there's some other uh, more exotic species that are, that are in there as well, like the crew, like the crew you guys ran into, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, so Dave is a halfling, so he's only three feet tall. He's very, very tiny, um, and he's a cleric. So that may not be a term. I'm not sure that you'd be familiar with priest, right? Right. So, so he is a magic user as well. But the difference between you and Mimi and Galaxy is that. You actually, you've got like a direct line to the big guy upstairs. Yes. So you call him up and he gives you magical powers that okay. you can, that you typically use to, to heal people, but you can use it to do some smiting and, and cause damage to, to enemies. You know what? When you asked me the Lord of Rings question, I feel like if I would have said no, like everybody <laughs> listening to the show would have been like, we're done listening. <laughs> There just, just would have been a collective groan from yeah. the internet. It's just, Because oh. <laughs> can I do something? Can I do something that is totally not even allowed? Absolutely. So I Absolutely. could be like, I'm doing this. No, every, and then was, everything is allowed. Everything there's, is allowed. There's, there's, there's no right or wrong way to, to play this. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So in fact, if you come up with like a really off the wall idea or something to mm. try, there's this mechanic called advantage and disadvantage. Basically, it lets you roll it, roll for it twice. So, like, if I really like the idea, I think it's really creative and, and out there, I really want it to succeed, I'll let you roll it twice, and then you pick the higher of the two, because I feel like that it would add to the story and to, to the fun of, of the game. Okay, perfect. Let's, let's dungeon, let's dragon, and let's daughter. We're going to jump ahead a little bit in the story, and because you guys left in the middle of the night. So, you traveled through the night into the morning, so everyone's tired, but before, it was only a day's march away from the ruins that you get to their home base, which is called Olympus. And it is... Olympus. I'm loving that. So when you get to the base of Olympus, so Olympus is literally in a mountain. So you get to the base of the mountain and there's trails that lead up into the mountain. But at the base of the mountain is a small group of gnomes. And it looks like that they're they're building some shacks. They're built... It looks like, like they're in the middle of like setting up another encampment. And you, you can hear some folks within in the musketeers and the troops of them not really sure what they're doing. Um, just like a little bit of grumbling. It's like, oh, why, why are they bothering with this? Or like, why are they wasting their time? And it's like, just just keep walking. Just keep walking. But they're, the, the gnomes are out there and they're, they're tinkering away. There's probably like a dozen of them. And it looks like that they're working on some buildings. And it looks like they're working on some, some strange catapults that seem to be aimed towards the top of the mountain. And everyone, everyone in, in Ian's troop just ignores it and just and keeps on walking. So, what are you guys gonna do? Do you wanna stop um, and investigate this or do you wanna just keep on going, Burpee? <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna, ask, I'm gonna ask Ian, um, why are the cannonballs, whatever they are, facing towards the 
word at the top catapults. of the building. These, well, you know, the uh, the gnomes, they don't call them catapults. You know what they call them? Huh. Escalators. Oh, I wish they called it oh. escalators. Actually, I like that. Can we go? I'll, 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 that is kind of cool. I'll make that cannon. Yeah. They're muscularators. Finally, you named something after me. If you want, you can stop and have a chat with them and check this out, but we're just going to be heading back up to the top of Olympus. Are they garden gnomes? Why are they facing us? They're, they're tinker gnomes. Mm. But are they, tra- they going to get the building wreck or something? Are there people well, there's in only there? one way. there's only one way to find out. So there's there's three gnomes that um that are working on the um the musculators. And all three of them, one is got red hair that's got it looks like it's been styled into three different points. Nice. So it's like a big triangle on the top of his head and another one goes off to the left like and the right. Mohawk? Kind of. <laughs> kind of he's got like a big mohawk but then he's got two more mohawks on either side of his it'd head. Be like like a, what what is uh it'd be like gold. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat similar. Yeah, sure. And then the second the second guy who's is blue and he's just got a big blue afro. Oh, she would like that. And the third one is got um green and this one does just have a big huge green mohawk beard. on him. And a beard. And a beard. Yeah, they, they, and they, a mustache. They each have beards that are huge, you know, big handlebar mustaches. Except for it, it looks like that they've spent a lot of time manicuring their, their facial <laughs> hair. Even girls? You know, breaking out the wax and everything like that to get the twist and stuff. Love that. And they, they don't see you walk up because they're very busy. Here we go. Excuse me. Excuse me. They, they stop all together in unison and look at you. Yeah? Um, why is the cannibal, whatever it is, facing the top of the building? Oh, this is the musculator. Are you guys girls? No. All she, three of them say it at the exact same she, time. <laughs> she's a little drunk. No, I'm not. Oh, have you been in the bar? Um, no, no but... Not even for like And all three of them days. points to the shack that other gnomes are building. And that's mm. when you notice on this other shack that's like... It's, 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 it's a shack, but it looks like that they're trying to build it out. And just right across the front of it, it just says bar. So, get back to... The first thing we were talking about? The musculator? Yeah. Why is, <laughs> why is the musculator? Oh, this is... Oh, the, the musculator. This is our latest invention. This is to help us get to the top of the mountain faster. Who named it? Oh, Would you like to try it? it? Who named it? You know... I think Dave should try it. it. And all three of them say that together as well. And that, so that's one thing I want to point out with these, these three gnomes is that they have the tendency to respond in unison or they are finishing each other's sentence. Okay. So... Okay, so what's your name, fat blue one? <laughs> <laughs> and this is when all three of them answer in unison, and they say our names are Snap, Gringle, Pop. Nice. Oh, Dave, can you use the musculator for their first test? Thank you. I would agree with this. I would agree with this. You want to try out the musculator? Why wouldn't? Why? Why not? <laughs> In case you fall, I will catch you with so, my bottle. I, I think that's where the, the half smart, half dumb thing is <laughs> right now. So as you guys are like talking about like trying this out, that's when they load up a rock into one of the musculators as a tester. No. No way, guys, guys. Um, we already have a tester. Ta-da! Well, we just calibrated, so we got to try it out before we're going to put a live person in this. And don't worry, Dave. And I will catch you in a bottle of whiskey. Fall. <laughs> So they load the rock up and pop the green one. He he runs over to the handle and he pulls back on it and this thing, a big snap and the rock goes flying through the air 
uncomfortably fast and shoots it up to the top of the mountain and it goes through the clouds and you don't see it. You don't see where it lands. It shoots so far up there. Okay, it's and, the, and And all three of them are looking up at, at where it went and they all start nodding. And then they start high-fiving each other. It's like, okay, what's your name? Dave. Dave, all right, climb that in. We got to recalibrate because you're half-leg, so you're a little bit heavier than we are or than what the you test rock is. I'm sure it'll be fine. I think, I think. And then he licks his finger and he puts it up in the air. Okay, I think we're good. I think we should reconsider this. <laughs> you uh, no, you already really said do. it. No, I really, really do. No, you're doing this. I don't know if in, I... Uh, in, I... If you want, don't want to do it, my, my Wait, mage hand is so light. Can I, can I pop Kringle and snap? It's, 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 or shoot. <laughs> it's snap, gringle, pop. Snap, gringle, and pop. Can you excuse us for just one second? No, oh, sure. you're, yeah. no he's already going. To, yeah, yeah, he's okay, they're going to... Uh, you guys, seriously. I'm you're really, doing... I'm really curious about this, but I'm not getting in that thing. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should really reconsider until, no, they, have doing... it, until they have it done. Guys, Pop Kringle, what's your name? Um, we're ready. He's going in. Come on, Dave. <laughs> like, oh, that's great. And they run over to you and they, and they grab your arms and they start pulling you towards the, the musculator. <laughs> all right, all so right. Do, do you fight them or do you? I, I think I am going to fight them off. I okay. am fighting. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'll... fighting them off. I mean, I'm. I'm I am not going willingly right okay. now. I'm going to use yeah, my mage hand and grab his shirt. Okay. So I want I'm you to roll. Okay, so this is going to be your first right, die here roll. here we go. Okay. I like this. So on your character sheet, yeah. towards the left-hand side, you're going to see a list of skills. Got them. All right. So one one near the top should be athletics. Yep, I got it. Okay. Athletics, zero. Okay. So that means you don't get any bonuses to your athletics roll. Okay. Okay. So just I want you to roll a d20. Now which one? Okay, so which one is this? That's the that's the one. Big one. That's the biggest one. This, okay. Yep. Big one. Boom. So now Boom. you're going to roll that, and you tell me the number. And so based off of that number, I will t tell you how successful you were at fighting off these guys from pulling you into the musculator. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, so uh, so okay, here we go. Oh, ah! oh! I ah! got a nineteen. You got a nineteen. Okay, is that good? That's that's good. Higher is always better. In okay, this. all right, good. So you, you got a 19. So so Snap, Gringle, and Pop, they run over to you. They're very excited. And one of them, like, grabs your leg, and the other two grab your arm, and you just plant yourself. You are a stone. They are not budging you an okay. inch. And they start yanking on you, and they they look at you confused. And they're like, huh. Are, did, I think he's a robot. Are, are you stuck? Did did your shoes get caught in the he's dirt or something? He's stuck. We need you, you to pull him out. I do not want to do this. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll get another rock. Mimi wants to. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, let's, so, let's so they, do the rock. So they so they run over. They grab the rock. They How pull. The, they pull the, the lever, and it? it slams the rock right into the side of the mountain. <laughs> I told you guys. And they all scratch their heads like, huh. Oh, I forget. Then they start talking about how they forgot to set and calibrate this and change all that. And they go wait. And, and they change it and they look at you. It's like, how about now? No, no wait. No, absolutely not. Wait, so pretend this is the rock and Bernie is the mountain. Picture like, like Wiley Coyote. Yes, that's a classic. Yeah. This is, so this is the, the base camp of, of Mount Olympus. Um, so you're not going to be going up in the, in the, in the musculators and you can see the Ian and the rest of the, the musketeers, they're starting, starting to get away from you. Um, cause they're, they're going up the trail. No one from that group has any interest in going in the musculator. Do you want to join up with Ian and the rest of the, yeah, the musketeers? Yeah, we're going to Ian. Wait, wait, so wait. So I'm saying, bye, pop, snap, crackle, and kernel, snap. snap. Gringle, pop. 
Bye, Snap, Gringle, Pop, and yeah, Cardinal Snap. Like, yeah, bye. Wait, guys. hey, you pick no, one. No, you pick no, one. No, all together, they go, bye. No, and then no. right after they say bye, that's when another rock gets launched into the <laughs> into the side of the mountain. And yeah, it's time to go, guys. All right, so so this adventure I had meant to be a little a little more freeform. So I didn't have any specific directions or specific outcomes for for you guys to to accomplish. Because really, the reason that you came back with Ian and the Musketeers is because he would try and figure out a way for you to get home. So this gives you an opportunity that you can explore. You can talk to the Musketeers. Find out what sort of things that they have on on Olympus, and then by the end of this adventure, we'll make a decision on which direction that we're going to go to get back home. We can't fly because. Well, no, they, they have the what, what was the things? Uh, they have Griffins. Yes, and so Gryffindors. Very similar. Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> So you catch up with Ian and the Musketeers, and they're they're climbing up the mountains. And it's not it's not like climbing mountain. There's a very defined path that horses and uh, carts can move up, but it is a mountain path. So it's going to take a while to to get up to the top. So if you've got any questions for for Ian, um, Betha is also in the group as well. Um, Blondie, the the one tinker gnome that said that he was going to build you guys some muskets in a couple of weeks if you wanted to. Um, they're all in the troop, so you can ask questions as, as would, you're going up. You know, as we're walking up, I, I'd like to ask Ian, yeah, tell us a little bit more about the, the Griffins. Yeah, the Griffins, we use them for sending communications, uh, sending scouts out. Um, so that so the, the Griffins could potentially get you guys back east uh, within a couple of days. Mm. But they're all out on assignment right now. Okay. So, so that's one particular choice that you can make is... You can hang around with us for a couple of days until they get back, and then we can send you on your way. But there's no guarantee that there'd be enough griffins to come back to take all of you. So it you could be sitting here for maybe another week before we get enough riders back to send you back out mm, east. Okay. Another option I've been thinking about, I've been noodling as we've been marching back here. You might want to go back to the ruins that we were at no, and they, see no, <laughs> if there's a way to get that platform reactivated to send you back. That's probably the longest shot, but it is the chance that it could be the quickest. If you if you can get that thing to work again, instantaneously you'd be back where you came from. Hey, Betha, do you have any turkey? <laughs> what? So and, uh, she's like, and she looks at you. I'm with, hungry. She looks at you with a straight face. Let me check. <laughs> and she starts she starts rooting through her bag, and she's like, ah. Oh, Dude, I'm sorry. I don't have any turkey. Do you have chips? You know what? I, d- I do have chips. I got some tortilla chips. You want some, dude? I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> and she, and she, she hands you. I'm actually crying. You're crying because you're so happy. <laughs> By the way, that was the one-liner from the show right there. The spell. The spell. The spell for <laughs> chips instantaneously. Bring me chips. Oh, my gosh. The best thing ever. I actually got tears in my eyes. What, why do you have tears in your eyes? Did you put on black mascara? You're wearing ma- why are you wearing mascara? It's, we're wearing clear mascara. Oh <laughs> you are. Why are you crying? I'm You're like, so happy from the chips. <laughs> like I've never, I've never seen someone that happy about the chips. <laughs> oh. She she played D and D so hard she cried. <laughs> so Galaxy, you got your sought after chips from from Betha. 
And she says, He needs salsa. She's like, dude, are you going to be okay? It needs salsa. Wait, one second. She pulls out a huge jar of salsa. Wait, chunk and cheese. She pulls out a chunk of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get the feeling that she, she, pizza. she gets munchies a lot. Yes. Do you have yes. pizza? She does not have pizza, mm. no. Do you have pepperoni? She does have pepperoni. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. So we got chips, salsa, cheese, and pepperoni. And pepperoni. All right. Okay. You guys get to the top of the mountain. Here's food. Here's food. Here's <laughs> we'll keep food. this moving along. So you get to the top of the mountain, and it's it looks like the like the top of the mountain was just literally just cut right off. Okay. And it's a big platform, and there's a bunch of and, musketeers that you can see going about. And Birdie's still crying. Well, it's because she's so happy. She got <laughs> chips and pepperoni and cheese and Wait, salsa. Do you it's, have a million dollars? This is like her, the, the, this is like the best day of her life right now. <laughs> yeah. Most of the people that you see around at the top of Olympus are are soldiers. So they're they're drilling, they're running, they're doing their jumping jacks or what have you. Um, but there are people that are going about, and it looks like they're doing normal maintenance that you would see like at a base that has a lot of people. It's like there's just lots of things that that need to be done. And at the very top, you can see that there's another tower that looks like it, it it doesn't look natural but it does look like it's made of stone but it looks like galaxy you probably suspect someone had used some sort of magic or spells to pull the stone out of the mountain and built this this tower that goes up another 100 feet beyond the platform and I'm of the mountain and you're still crying and you're still because you're still so happy about the chips no, i noticed i know something <laughs> I'm going to be crying the whole trip, okay? So you see the tower that's at the other end of this mountain. Near the tower, you also see gnomes, some more gnomes that are setting up gigantic nets. There's also a, and you see Blondie, he runs off with a couple of couple of gnomes, and he goes into a building that's on another side of the platform. And it looks like there's a lot of scrap metal that's sitting outside of out of his shop, some gears, some other equipment. There's some uh, fires that are burning outside and some, there's a blacksmith that's out front. There's also, for lack of a better word, you see kind of a landing pad area of where there's kind of kind of like stable stables that you would put horses in, but they're gigantic stables. They're like three times the size, the stalls, they're like three times the size as what it would fit a horse, and they open directly to the air. So you you surmise that these are probably the places that they keep the griffins mm. when they're not out flying around on, on missions. So there's some so there's some hay. I want um, everyone to roll a nature check. So that's another oh, that, skill. I'm gonna be super right. good. Hold up a second now. Now is that wait same dice? Same dice. Yep. Oh. Same twenty-one. You got twenty-one. Awesome. Oh, here we go. Oh. Now, and I'm taking off what I have. Oh. Right. So do you? I have minus one. You have minus one. Yep. So you'd so minus that from your roll. Okay. Bird, what did you get? Fifteen. All right. So you two with the rolls that you got, Dave is oblivious oh, to this. But you do also see next to the um, next to the to where the griffins would be kept is a small corral of ponies, and you girls know that horses are Griffins' favorite meal. So you surmise oh, yeah. that this is while it's a bunch of cute little ponies there. Um, they do have to keep the Griffins fed some way or another, and they are probably lunch once the Griffins get back. Hey, um, hey, um, Blondie. 
Well, he well he ran off to okay. the shop. Who are where are we then? I kind of forgot. So we just got up to the top of Olympus, and I'm just describing everything that you see once we got to the top. But who's in there? So, and I think the the last thing to to mention that you see up. Well, there's two more things to mention. So towards the middle of this is a big opening with with large stairs that lead down large stone stairs that are about 20 feet wide that spiral down this gigantic hole in the middle of the oh. base. So it goes down. So there's more levels to the space that are deeper into the mountain. Okay. Is there a person in there? Um, you see people coming up from this hole. There are people going down. There are people coming out of it. There's lots of people going back and forth. Wait, I for, wait, I forgot. Is e... so okay? Are we with Ian? Yeah, we're, still, we're with still, Ian. still with the group. Yep. So okay. you do notice that a soldier had come, ran over, saluted to Ian, and they had a, a quick, quiet conversation between the two of them. And Ian comes over to, to the three of you. I gotta I gotta go talk to uh to my Judge commanding Rambo. officer. Wait, can I can I talk to you for a second? Sure. Can you make it quick? I gotta run. Um, how much is it for these cute ponies? They aren't for sale. I'll give you thirty coins. Th- well, um, maybe talk to the stable master and uh, maybe he'd be willing to sell you one of them. I'm stable just... master, stable uh, man. <laughs> all right, so um, I'm gonna go. Um, I gotta go check I in. And, and, and do a debriefing, but uh, Betha, uh, can, she'll st- stick around and, and show you around. Betha! Betha! Sup? Do you have... Do you know where Do you know where um, the stable master is? I'd like to talk to him. Sure. Sure, yeah. Let's let's go talk to the stable okay. master. Okay, where is he? Where is he? All right, so she, leads, she leads you... Okay, so she leads you away from the rest of the musketeers. And as you're walking, you do come... Um, you do see on your left-hand side... Is a large pool of water. Ooh, is it a pool I can swim but in? It, it's kind of like a wading pool. So it only looks like that the water is a couple like, feet. Like no, like or, th- oh. it's like three inches deep. Mm. But it's it's like a hundred feet across, and it's just this stone ring of just perfectly placid water. Wow. And she, she doesn't mention. She just walks you right by, it and she heads towards the, hey, the stables. Hey Betha, hey Betha, do you have yeah. any more food? <laughs> <laughs> So, of all the things that I just described, including this weird, shallow pool of water, the first thing that comes to your mind to ask Betha about is if she has any more food. Yeah. Obviously, you ate all those chips. So, they are gone. She's like, yeah, I've got more food. What else are you looking for? Um, I was kind of thinking a pig. The pepperoni was the only pig. Yeah. You you kind of tapped me out of like all of my really good stuff, so I kind of don't feel comfortable giving you any more right now. What was that mysterious three-inch wide, perfectly placed? Not what I said. Pool. That's oh, that's that's the training pool. What? Yeah, we 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 go in there. Um, <laughs> the uh, the wizards. <laughs> well, at least the one wizard. He he set that up for us to to do training it. So you can if you step into that and you draw your weapons, then a uh, a summoned water creature comes out that you can that you can spar with. I feel like <laughs> hey, I feel like this might be an opportunity for uh, us to what death. No, no, <laughs> well, no. It it won't it won't kill you. It's like he's well. He says that it won't. He said that he put some safeguards in place that the the the, the water creature won't won't hurt you or well it'll hurt you but it won't kill you. I know. I know who could test this. <laughs> Look, that was so funny. She's like, I know is who it, can test this. Is it Beth? Okay, and right is right at Beth? that moment. Is it Beth? That's when you hear this. Beth. 
and you see a gnome land in one of the gigantic nets that's hanging off of the side of the of of the top of this mountain. They made it. The muscalator. I thought it was an ambulance. It was it was someone screaming, flying up the mountain. But he landed. He made it in the nets. All right, so so a couple of other gnomes, they run over, they fish the guy out of the nets, and the gnome that they pull down from the nets, um, it looks like he wet his pants, like, and he's white as a sheet. All right, okay. So now this, now, you know, can I can I ask? I'm gonna Beth. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Can we can we test the? Can we test this training out? Sure. Like I said, just step into the pool um, and draw your weapons, and, and it'll last. Can we all can we all do it all at once? No, I'm not doing it. No, no. You're you're not in on this. No, I'm not in either. So I'm rolling. I thought we were going to do this as a group. No, you're doing. <laughs> they want to see what happens. You just want to see what happens when Dave goes in there. You just want me to test it, just like the muscular. I want to see if this happens. How did I become the test <laughs> subject for everything? I want to see if this happens. So I so I'll, I'm gonna step I'm gonna step in. Okay. And Betha whispers into your ear and she says, "The safe word is kumquat." Kumquat. Kumquat. And that's what she says. I'm just kidding. There is no safe word. Oh, try not to drown. Okay. <laughs> so I'm st- I step in. Okay. I know how to swim a million. All right. Yep. Feet. You st- you step over the the little edge. Yep. And your feet are wet. You pull your mace out. And that's when you see this this water this flowing humanoid esque water creature forms in front of you. Okay. I will and haunt it vaguely you. has a face. It's very basic. Like there's pits for eyes and then there's kind of a gap for a mouth, but that's about it as far as the facial features. Mm. And it just seems to be looking at you and the water is flowing all around it. And so for combat to it so this is where we roll initiation. Okay. So this is where you I'm roll. Not, I'm not I know it's just just Dave is doing this because you two chickened out. You guys did chicken out. You guys are you guys are watching. So so depending on how this goes though, they may decide to jump in later as well. So. Yeah, for yes. backup. But I just want to do this even for fun, just for fun. Do, do you want to roll initiative too? Just, just to, for fun. Okay. Now which one am I rolling? Same one. Same twenty. No, so I want to do okay. initiative. Just twenty. Now wait a second though. I got a six. What am I looking at for on, on here? All right, so Dave. Towards the top of your character shape. Mm-hmm. You're oh. gonna see a little shield that says armor class, and to the right of that is initiative. Got it. So whatever you roll on your twenty sider, you add that number to it. Okay. Do you have a number in there? Oh, yeah, I got a number. Okay. Two. Ooh, so I got twenty-one. You got twenty-one. Okay. I feel like I'm liking that. So Dave, you get to go first. Okay. So there's a couple of things that you that you could do. So you could just go flying at him with your mace. You could cast a spell at it if you wanted to. Okay. So on your character sheet, yeah. there is a spell list that you have. It's, it should be another sheet. I feel like busting out Sacred Flame is applicable right now. Wait a second, though. It is water. It is water. I'm so no, like, I don't think I should do that. I think I'm I should head- just go with... Can I, can I just... I'm going to go with the old classic. I'm just going to start it out with a classic hit with the mace. Okay. Here we go. That's not good. That was a one, so I got a seven. Okay, so a one is called a critical failure. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, so there's if you roll a one, there's no way that you can be successful with it. It's like it's an 
automatic fail. I just dip whiffed, basically. Right, right. So you pull your mace out, and you go charging at this thing, and just as you're about to swing at it, your feet slip out from underneath you because it's, it's all wet. You're not used to fighting in the water. And you go sliding into the thing head first, like on a slip and slide. <laughs> Mimi, you're next. So you're going to throw a javelin. One. You're going to throw one javelin. Let's see this. Okay. And if it turns out good, I'm going to throw probably like 28 more. So, this isn't going well. Right, so you throw, you throw a javelin, and it sails right over the head of, of the water creature. Can I go next? It, uh, yes. Galaxy, you are next. I am? I'm going to use... So what is he made of? He's made of water. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so fire wouldn't do good. You're fire. guessing. Mage you're guessing probably not. Mage yeah. Hand. Ray of frost. Hand. Oh, ray of frost. Oh, that's a good idea. That is a good one. And so you got a fourteen. That does actually hit. Nice. So roll the damage for that. Three. You did three. Okay, so you did three points of cold damage against this water thing. So not not the most powerful of attacks. So now it's the water creature's turn. So Dave, it's going to attack you because you slammed into it head first. Not good. He rolled a one. Oh, um, so epic failure. So he, <laughs> so, he, so he bends down with his watery arms to try and get you at his feet. But he did this as you were sliding through him, like nice. on the slip and slide, and he, he sort of turns himself inside out as you go flying through. I like it. See ya. So you shoot right. So you We're shoot right through his legs. Ya. Come out on the other side. I'll say that he turned himself inside out so much that he actually pushed you back onto your feet. Nice. So now. We're back to the beginning of the order, and you're almost exactly back where you started from. Is he from. backwards? No, he's, he's facing you, but you guys have just sort of reversed Flip position. Flopped. Okay, yeah, okay. Because you both rolled ones on your attacks. <laughs> Not me! Not so, me. So this is essentially a mulligan. I feel like just going with another mace shot. Might as well. Yeah, right here. Sure, why not? I mean, it couldn't go much worse than the last one. A what shot? <laughs> right. And it, we got a two. We got a two. <laughs> a little better. A little better. So that's an eight. So that's an eight. Okay. Baby so, right, so you so you swing out with your mace and the water creature just flows back away from your swing and okay. you just you just, your I your mace just swings shot. at air a couple of inches in front of the thing. Okay. Alright, Mimi. Drink it! Uh, what if I turn it into a bear and then I just kept drinking it? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a finishing move. Right there. <laughs> Finish it. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. You just drink the whole thing. Um, is, is that even? I mean, is I, a bear? What are, you know what? You, you could turn into a camel because camels could drink and store a lot of but water. I don't, but I don't have a camel on this list. That is awesome. No, it's it's not because I just wrote that. So you could turn into any creature of, of a certain size. I love the idea, but there's so much water. I don't think that you would be it's able to drink it all. Yeah. Can you turn into a dinosaur? When you when they when when you when you turn into animals, can you and then you can attack? Yeah, yeah. She she could literally leap in as a grizzly bear and bite and claw at the thing that's as if she was a bear. No, but it would come back a lot. It would come back. Well, well, see, that's the thing is that this is this is a this is a training ring. This was specifically set up to practice combat without anyone permanently getting hurt or killed. So as far as you know, you're not really sure if there is a way to kill this thing because it was never it was not meant to. It was just meant for, so for training. So this is the time to use to to experiment. Our head experiment. Not our heart. So Sam, what are you gonna do? What's what's Mimi gonna do? So I'm gonna just 
throw like one javelin at a time, so like I need to do okay. 16. You got 16. Okay, that is a hit. What's the damage? Two. For you? you did two damage. Excellent. I want my turn. It is your turn. Yep. You're up. I used all my empty chip. I used my chip. Empty ch all the garbage I found that I put in my pocket. Okay. Because you didn't litter because littering is bad. Yeah. Yeah. And so I threw We teach it life lessons on the show as well. So I threw it at the water so the water could get sick. You threw your garbage in the water. So, so that it could get sick. No, at the monster. No, at the water. Oh, at at the mo at the water monster. Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll athletics. Let's let's see how successful that throw so is. This one? The twenty sider. Yep. And I got a thirteen. You got a thirteen. Plus. What? Fourteen. Fourteen. That that is a hit. Yeah. Nice. So 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 Dave. You're going toe-to-toe -to -toe with this water monster while they're still on the outside of this training ring, right? No. You see a couple of javelins fly over your head. You see this ray of frost hit the creature. And then, then you see some like rolled up paper towels. <laughs> Trash, chipping. Hit the thing in the face <laughs> and then drop into the water below. And, it, and makes no, it has no impact whatsoever. Wait. <laughs> no, you you so so how at this point how is this thing looking like it it it, it looks like it just got summoned it's it we have very fresh very fresh yep and so and it goes to, and it goes to attack you it shoots out a stream of water from its hand at you but you're able to to dodge out of the way okay so now it's your turn again wait I have a question or did we, or do we want to stop with well, this do we want to keep going a little bit with this combat or, you know or? since this is training and we are not doing very well I, I'm going to at this point since this is training I'm going to I'm going to say you know what all right this is not this is not our day you guys and so why don't we just step out of this and okay so well you're still the only one that's in the ring oh okay. yeah that's right that's right so and Beth had told you about the safe word and then she said I'm kidding there is no safe word come quiet yeah so yeah nothing Doesn't matter nothing happens <laughs> so you can try and disengage from fighting this thing and try and run out of the ring as fast as you can. But when you do that, it gets an, what's called an opportunity attack. So it gets another attack on you. Okay. But it does allow you to run out of the ring yep. as long as it doesn't like grapple you or tie you down. Okay. That sort. So just so you know, that's like if you try and run out of the ring right now, which you could do on your turn, he'll get a free attack on you. Okay. He shoots a stream of water out at you and you dodge out of the way and you jump out of the ring. And Perfect. it collapses back into the three inches of water <sighs> in the pool. That was close and very uneventful Beza, on our end. Beza, now where is that horse master? Because I'd like to get a pony. <laughs> you make back that. To the, back to the stable master. Make that hey, two Hey, let's get our priorities. Make I'm, that two ponies. Do, no, you want to get two ponies? Yeah, no, no. So That is where we were headed, though. Yeah, that's we, true. Yeah, can we please go to the... Please? Okay. <laughs> So do you actually want ponies, or do you just not want them to be eaten by the griffins? Well, I'm just going to get a pony for a pet. <laughs> like, I'm... <laughs> you just really want a pony. Okay. Yeah, I just and I, I'll pay them. I'll pay them if that. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll even give up Dave. <laughs> All right, so you start making your way over to, to the stable, and you see the stable master that's out there, and he's he's grooming one of stable the ponies. Stable master! Can and I please have a pony? <laughs> so he got turns two around, ponies. And just as he turns around and you're about to engage with him, that's when that's when Ian shows back up. And he says, Hey guys, you gotta come with me. No, but can I please get my first pony? 
We might want to go talk to him. Yeah, th- no, wait. First, so how much for a pony? The stable master says, well, they're not for sale. Can I play a stable pony? I'll, get, I'll pay you. I suppose you if want? I was selling them, they'd probably be uh, you know, mm-hmm. 50 gold. Okay, I got 73 gold, so I'll give you 50. All right. Cons- hey. are, you got yourself a pony. <laughs> what are you going to name it? Actually, I'm going to call <laughs> my pony... Um, Tiny Ginger. Tiny Ginger. <laughs> can my pony never die? <laughs> um, I don't know about that. No, but can just my pony, can I just not die? I'll yep. just spell. Yep. T- Tiny Ginger is, is an immortal pony. Yay, Tiny she, Ginger. She cannot be harmed by, by anything. Tiny Ginger, are you I'm lying? She's an unstoppable force of nature. I, I whispered to him, are you lying? I, get, I gave him Who's my- lying? Oh, like oh, like this is the stable master yeah. that's telling you. Like this is a very special pony. It is a force of nature that can never die. It's eternal, and I'm selling it to you for fifty gold pieces. I am. I am. I am not lying whatsoever. I think this is a. This is a. I think he's screwing around with you guys. Dad, I love Daddy Ginger. <laughs> All right, so Bird, you don't have enough gold for for a pony. I know she'll buy me. No. Well, maybe. Well, maybe we can come back. Maybe, I only. Have, you know, maybe we can get some gold and you can come back and buy a pony. I only have so I can't even pay for it. So, but if you pony. did get a pony, what would you name your pony? Bacon. Um, you I, name, it, name it Bacon. No. <laughs> I was gonna say that's an awesome pony. Name. <laughs> that is an awesome. Bacon and Tiny Ginger <laughs> is awesome. But ginger got, and Bacon. You, you got to get the gold. So, so like I said, so the the main goal that I had at the the end of this adventure was be for the three of you to decide what's the best way to go in getting back home. So there was there was three different choices that that were on the table, and the first one being that you could just wait around here for a couple of days, potentially a whole week until the Griffins come back, and then you could hitch a ride on those back out east. But even then, you'd still probably be looking at a couple of more days worth of travel, so maybe even another week. No, is Ian? We're going with Ian now. Yeah, so Ian is taking you, but I just wanted to recap for you. I was like, what did, the decision that the three of you need to make? At the end of this adventure, so this is just it's something to keep in mind as as you're walking with Ian. So, so the second one, right, was to go back to the ruins to see if you could get that transport activated again to instantaneously shoot you back. But it's a day's ways away, so if you travel there and you explore and you can't get it to work, if you spend a couple of days there, then you got another day to travel mm. back here yeah. as well. But the the benefit of that is that while you're waiting for the Griffins. Maybe you could fit that in. So try and fit that in and come back, and then maybe some of the Griffins mm. will be back. Then you could still have that as a as a contingency First, option. I think, we, I think we should go with that third option. Like I haven't even said what the third yeah, option is. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, what no, is the third option? No, wait, First, I can we go to the little option that you just said? Like, we stay there, and if it doesn't work out, we call them, and then we, over the days, we can still keep looking. I right. Think. Can we that at least go to the supply room to get food? So the th- I'm hungry. <laughs> Betha looks at you and is like, you're still hungry? You ate all of my best stuff. You ate my pepperoni, my chips, my salsa. I didn't eat your mustard or your cookies. I did kind of eat some of the brownies. How, how did you know I had mustard? I, 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 I can't talk to you for a little bit. And she, she sort of takes like a couple steps away from me. She's still walking with you, but she's like... She's got this look on her face like she can't handle this anymore. <laughs> Did you look in her bag for the, for the mustard? 
maybe. <laughs> right, so then, so, okay, so the third option was that there are supply trains, wagon trains, that are heading out east, and there's one that's going to be leaving soon. This is the slowest option, but at least it starts you going in that direction immediately, and they can always send griffins for you later on to catch up. And that would be, that's more of a guarantee. It is, and that's happening. Right, but it's, it is the slowest way to get there, but it is a guarantee. Because that could be, what did you say, three weeks? I could, yeah, it's like, it's three guaranteed week three weeks if griffins puppers. are not sent for us later on. But what if griffins are scented? Then we can get there faster. That's true, but that's that's a big F. So you know if you go that route, it'll take you three weeks. But that's another thing, too, is like, say if you can't get the griffins, say if you can't get the platform to work, <sighs> You may end up at the end of the day stuck doing the wagon trail anyway. Oh, so that's going. That's not a one-time thing, right? That's constantly it's, it's, going. Yeah, it's constant. Like every couple of days, a new new trail is. Then why is wouldn't going we? Out. Why wouldn't we try going back and well, seeing the immediate? Way? I think we should try every way. Actually, I feel like we should like go look at the ruins. Yeah. I feel like we should also kind of wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. I th- and if none of those things happen, I think we should go with then with the third option. Agreed. I think I think it's a good pragmatic approach. So so those are the options that that just wanted to bring up and remind you again to to, to think about. And Sorry, so the whole thing I wasn't listening. So Ian, oh God, <laughs> you punk! <laughs> Can you say the whole thing again? <laughs> just start from the beginning. So Ian wanted you to come with him because he wanted to introduce you to someone that he refers to as Doc. And Doc. Get the dog. Get the dog. <laughs> Doc, doc, doc. <laughs> I like ducks. So, I like ducks. So, so, there's, so there's a lot of interaction that, that we can have with, with Doc. So I'm, I'm going to summarize it because we are getting short on time. And I want to make sure that we get Joy onto, onto the appointment that he needs to get to. With Doc. So Doc, is he explains, is their, their general. He's the lead, or she is actually the leader of the Musketeers. But everyone, mm. everyone refers to her as Doc. And she wants to talk to you. So you meet her. She, um, he actually leads you down into the big hole. So I got to do, do a quick summary because we're running out of time here. So the summary is you meet Doc. And Doc is, um, it's, she's a woman. And they call her Doc because she's, she's actually a doctor. So I, I was going to have, you know, you always have these grand plans of these interactions and stuff like that. And I thought there would be like this Q&A session of where they could, you know, they, they get more information out of Doc. And they start asking her questions because based off of the answers, those raise more questions and all that. And we go back and forth. But it's like, we just we just don't have the time. So I'm just going to summarize all the information okay. for you. So you talk, you talk to Doc. And like, she gives you a... Sup. Sup, Doc. Sup, y'all. <laughs> sup, Doc. Sup, y'all. That's Jed over there. He's a ghost. So... So there's a couple of things that, that you get from, from Doc that are very important. She gives you the rundown of the Musketeers and how she started the Musketeers to begin with. Her and Ian were actually the start. They got some help from, from humans. They got some help from elves, from dwarves. From, from, they basically they went around to a lot of all the different, different kingdoms and made the case that they need, to support, they need to support what the Musketeers are trying to do, which is they're trying to defend the world from evil. Because uh, and not just and not just in general, she gets a bit more specific about it because she starts talking about how we're starting to see events. How awesome she is! Well, 
she doesn't need to say it, but you can tell that she's she's very smart. She's very charismatic. She's very articulate there, and she has a vision for what needs to happen. And she's genuinely trying to save the world, and that's the reason why so many people in the Musketeers have have rallied around her 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 cry for that we need to do something about this. And the reason that she knows so much about what's happening around the world is she does reveal to you that her and Ian are actually from Atlantis. They come from the super advanced island that has all the technology and the weapons and the machine guns that shoot out the laser bolts. She doesn't get into the story, so we'll save that for another time, but she essentially, she got exiled from Atlantis. What does that mean? That means they kicked her out. They kicked her and Ian out. So she is actually literally a doctor. That's why they call her Doc. So she knows a lot about modern medicine and being able to heal people without using magic. She offers the three of you to join up with the Musketeers because one of the things that she's realizing is as they're encountering more and more of these summoned and powerful evil creatures, that they need more they need more people in the Musketeers that can use magic. They need more wizards. They need druids. They need clerics. They need people that can tap into that because while they may have muskets and they have swords and they have shields, they don't have a lot of magic users to help Power nap, those. you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and I forgot. So the reason that she knows about all of these, these summoned evil creatures is she does believe that there is something out there actively summoning these evil creatures. There's someone out there that is intention that intentionally brought that big black dragon to Westman that attacked the town and made everyone frightened and destroyed the the Jester Tavern. And she knows this because she was in Atlantis. Because they they have been monitoring the planets through their satellites. But they don't like to venture out. They don't like to meddle. And again, she doesn't get into the details of why she got kicked out of Atlantis, but that's the reason that she knows about all these evil creatures. And she offers the three of you a position. And she looks over at Ian and says that Ian has given the three of you a ringing endorsement. So we will do everything in our power to get you back home. But after that, we'd love for you to come back and and fight with us to save the world. Um, I Love that. So I think hmm. I I think I love that too. I, I think, think we I'm should there. I think we should do that actually because I feel like every like every few months or like once a month we could go visit Westman, make sure everything's all right and things like that. Only if I can bring some tacos. <laughs> <laughs> they they do have tacos. They have excellent tacos. <laughs> That's the only way to get here. <laughs> so. Can I have tacos? <laughs> like, yes, you can. Okay. Okay, I'm in. So, <laughs> where, in. Where, where do I sign? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no. So, um, I feel like we should do that, actually. So, we could get back. We could get back right away. But you're saying, then come back and almost, like, enlist with you guys. That's right. Yeah. Okay, but, like... And there is a signing bonus. What's the bonus? The, the bonus is it's a, a lump sum of gold and... Um, Pony. I can buy my pony. Yeah, it's it's a lump sum of gold and and supplies. How much um gold is it? It's two hundred gold pieces. <gasps> Ooh. Can I have all of it? No, you well, each get two hundred a piece. Two hundred a piece, so it's six hundred total. So write write that in. Write two two hundred more gold. Oh, pieces. I got two hundred. Well, I got two If you agree, do you do you so agree wait, to, to sign up this? with the Musketeers? I, I agree. Uh, I agree. Can I clarify? Mm-hmm. Sure. What well, we're gonna get back first. 
And then you're yeah. saying we're coming back. Correct. They will help you get back to Westman. Yeah. And save the people there. Save your buddy Jed. Take care of the dragon. But they don't know how you're going to do that because if it's a big ancient black dragon, you guys are not prepared to do anything about it. But they think that they may be able to to help you get back there and deal with the dragon. And then come back. And, and then, then come back. I say we do it. Yeah, I say too. So I'll sign here, here, and I. And I'll sign here. Now do an we... initial here. So they yeah. So they they go through the paperwork. They they make it official. I am. I got um, two hundred thirty three coins. And so and so then I think for for next time we've decided that we're going to try and go to back to the old ruins. Yep. Try the platform first, and if that doesn't work, we'll come back here and see if we can get some griffins. And if then that doesn't work, then we're going to head out on the supply try wagon. All three. We're going to try all three. So so Doc tells you I'm. She says I'm. I'm so happy that you decided to to sign up. And I did. Oh, you, my wait. taco did. <laughs> we we will make sure that you get your gold. Go. We will make sure that you get your tacos. Yeah. And what was the additional yeah. supplies? Um, you had, you had like, mentioned that. Yeah, like food rations. Oh, okay. Um, if there are weapons or armor that um, you might want to get out of the the armory that they they do, you would have access to that. Okay. Hey, is there armor? There there is armor. Um. So, but. We, and we can get into the details of that. Is like they do have access to two magical weapons and armor, but those typically aren't given out to the new recruits. So you may have to prove yourselves a bit mm. before you would have access to to some of that more advanced stuff. So where I would like to like to end it is like so you've had this big long discussion with Doc and Ian. They talk about what it is that they do. They talked about we've decided how what you guys are going to do next. So for for the next adventure to to get back home to save. Westman to save Jed. And I'm going to end it with Doc saying, Welcome to the Musketeers. Ah!